Daniel Kaufman, Lindsay's uncle and guardian, however, quickly became like a father to him, offering advice and encouraging his work. He was grateful he'd be a part of the Kaufman family, and he prayed he was worthy of Lindsay's hand in marriage. He was looking forward to spending time with her at the gathering. They hadn't seen each other since yesterday. A sudden yawn overtook him. He'd worked hard today at the furniture store, staying late to finish a project, and he was ready to eat the supper Betsy saved for him and go to bed. He jumped down from the house and headed for his sister's back porch. Matthew climbed the steps and quietly entered the house through the mudroom. He didn't want to wake up his nieces if they were already asleep. He removed his straw hat and boots. When he stepped into the kitchen, he saw Earl at the table, staring dejectedly at a pile of papers. Betsy leaned with her back against the counter, wiping red and puffy eyes. Matthew froze as alarm swept through him. Should he leave and give them privacy, or should he ask them if they were all right? Matt, you're home. How was work today? Betsy's voice sounded thin as she gave him a watery smile. It was good. Matthew remained in the doorway as a thick fog of anxiety hung over the kitchen. Maybe he should go back outside, but this was his home, too, and he was tired. And maybe he should go straight up to his room. When his stomach growled in protest, he shifted his weight on his feet. You work late, Betsy sniffed again as her body shuddered, the apparent remnant of a sob. Did you finish that dresser that's been giving you a fit? Matthew nodded. Yeah, the customer picked it up today. Daniel told me the customer was very fro with it. I'm not surprised. You do good work. She nodded toward refrigerator jars sitting on the counter. The maid are already upstairs for the night. I saved some food for you. Would you like some? Yeah, dengue. Matthew crossed the kitchen and washed his hands at the sink while Betsy put meatloaf, mashed potatoes, and green beans on a plate. That smells a petty lish. It's still warm. Betsy placed the plate on the table and smiled. But the smile didn't reach her golden brown eyes. At thirty, she was ten years older than Matthew, but she shared the same eye color and curly hair he'd inherited from their mother. Matthew gathered utensils, poured himself a glass of water, and sat down across from Earl. After a silent prayer, he began to eat. Now Earl was scowling at the stack of papers as he flipped through them. Betsy put clean dishes into a cabinet, and the rustling of papers, clinking of dishes, and scraping of utensils were the only sounds. The tension in the kitchen nearly choked Matthew as he ate. Everything is delicious, he finally said. Betsy didn't reply. Her shoulders were stiff as she kept her back to Matthew and her husband. Matthew took a long drink from his glass and then divided a look between Earl and Betsy. Is everything all right? Betsy let out a strangled noise from deep in her throat as she sagged against the counter. Matthew's heartbeat seemed to gallop. What's going on? Betsy spun around. Her face was crumbled, and tears ran down her face. Matthew jumped up from his chair and went to her. Did someone die? No. She shook her head and looked at Earl as her bottom lip trembled. We have to tell him. Earl nodded, his expression solemn. Yeah, you're right. Tell me what? Matthew looked back and forth between them. When they remained silent, he blew out a frustrated sigh. Please, tell me what's going on. Betsy pointed to his chair across from Earl. Please sit down. Dread wafted over him. 
and as he sat back down, Betsy dropped into the chair next to Earl. She wiped her nose with a napkin and then cleared her throat. Was is Lich? Matthew asked. We're broke, her voice shook. Broke? Matthew blinked, trying to comprehend her words. What do you mean? I mean, we're broke. She grabbed another paper napkin from the holder and began to shred it. As you know, Earl hasn't been able to find a steady job. The bills have been piling up. She pointed to the top paper on the pile in front of Earl. We owe an exorbitant amount of back taxes. Plus, our taxes have gone up this year since the house here building has added to our property value. She cleared her throat again. And we've been trying to figure out how to get caught up, but it's impossible. The money Mom left me isn't enough to cover our debt. She looked down at the napkin she'd ripped, and her next words...